Hello, Evergreen and online friends. You didn't know Wonder Woman was going to show up today, but these special glasses were a gift from one of our team to celebrate making it through two weeks of COVID-19 care on my part without getting ill. I really don't feel like Wonder Woman, but I do know I had a Wonder Team around me that included our staff and many of you. I just want to give a huge thank you to all of you who helped us make it through. You know, we're talking about radical love today, and to be radical is to relate to or affect the fundamental nature of something. It's far-reaching and thorough in its impact. It's revolutionary. It can be reforming and extraordinary in how it changes lives. This woman, Virginia Blankenship, was one of my first Sunday school leaders and prayer group leaders and showed me the radical love we're talking about today very early in my faith journey. You see, she prayed for me. She went looking for me because I was kind of a rascal when I was hiding out before class in all the cool nooks and crannies our building had. She made sure I had a ride to church and on something for the church potluck. And many years later, when my dad died, it was Virginia that led a team of women at that very same church to love and serve our family that day. Love does, and Virginia did. And my life was changed because of her love for Jesus and me. Well, love does. Bob Goff popularized this brief sentence about love with his first book by the same name, which I highly recommend, by the way. You see, love is a verb, not a plan, not thinking about doing something for someone. It is doing it. And in the course of doing, something fundamental shifts in us to make us more like Jesus. I shared last week that when I finished my first day of caring for mom and Jared during their bout with COVID-19, and I laid my head on my pillow for the night, I was talking with Jesus and I heard him say, Anne, your job is to love well. The rest is up to me. Doesn't that fit with what we know really matters to God? Loving him and loving people with all we've got? But don't we like to add to our responsibilities? Friends, it really is that simple. Jeffrey Collins tells his story. It had been a trying week in our love and action office, he said. At five o'clock on a Friday, I was looking forward to having a quiet dinner with friends. And then the phone rang. Jeff, it's Jimmy, I heard a quavering voice say. Jimmy, who suffered from several AIDS-related illnesses, was one of our regular clients. I'm really sick, Jeff. I've got a fever. Please help me. I was angry. After a 60-hour work week, I didn't want to hear about Jimmy, but I promised to be right over. Still, during the drive over, I complained to God about the inconvenience. The moment I walked in the door, I could smell the vomit. Jimmy was on the sofa, shivering and in distress. I wiped his forehead and then got a bucket of soapy water to clean up the mess. I managed to maintain a facade of concern even though I was raging inside. Jimmy's friend, Russ, who also had AIDS, came down the stairs. The odor made Russ sick, too. As I cleaned the carpet around Russ's chair, I was ready to explode inside. 
Then Russ startled me. I understand. I understand. What, Russ? Jimmy asked weakly. I understand who Jesus is, Russ said through tears. He is like Jeff. Weeping, I hugged Russ and prayed with him. And that night, Russ decided to follow Jesus, a God who had used me to show his love in spite of myself. What did Jeffrey feel the whole time he was helping? Anger, frustration, but he did the loving thing despite his feelings. And Russ got it. It wasn't about feelings, but doing. Russ understood who Jesus was by seeing love in action. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Bob Goff is, but the kind of love that God created and demonstrated is a costly one because it involves sacrifice and presence. It's a love that operates more like a sign language than being spoken outright. Russ understood who Jesus is by seeing Jeffrey love his friend Jimmy, a kind of love that operates like sign language. That's what Paul does for us in Romans 12, verses 9 through 21. He shows us what we look like when we're loving the people around us. As I read this scripture, maybe you've had a recent moment of frustration with someone you love that you have in mind. You might like to close your eyes and let these words wash over your soul and your story. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing, not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are of your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, if you don't take justice into your own hands, I will release justice for you, says the Lord. And if your enemy's hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness, for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Wow, imagine the last difficult conversation you had with someone and insert one or more of these loving actions into it. How would that conversation have been different? 
Let's unpack three truths about radical love. The first one is this, radical love does. Bob Goff said, no one's remembered for what they only planned to do. And the first thing we notice about Paul's description of love here is that it reads like a to-do list that any achiever would love. Like any good to-do list, there are lots of things to do on it. This description of what love looks like has a lot in common with 1 Corinthians 13, what's known as the love chapter in the Bible. They're both full of verbs. Now, Paul kicks the whole thing off by saying, let your love be genuine or real, which begs the question, can you show genuine love for someone but feel frustrated while you're doing it? Absolutely. I mean, how many of you would say, I've done that a few times during COVID-19? Well, maybe more than a few. Love is a verb, not a feeling. Feelings cannot be commanded, but actions can. Genuine love then does what is best for another, even when you and I don't feel like it. COVID-19 has changed all of our lives in this season, but instead of stopping us from loving one another, it just presents us with new opportunities to love, especially those we live with and those we encounter in our day, masks and all. And while we're at it, let's take a moment and talk about those masks. You know, some people think that people who wear masks are living in fear of the virus. We've even received a few notes about that and read more than a few posts on social media by friends of ours. You know, we wear our masks out of love for others because love does what is best for others regardless of what it costs. That includes if it costs me my individual freedom to not wear one. As Christ followers, we're called to use our freedom not to indulge ourselves or our flesh, but instead in love to serve one another. So we wear masks to love vulnerable people that we may encounter in our day. You know, our belief in the sanctity of life includes life at both ends of the spectrum, the unborn and the elderly. Our love encircles them all. Take a look at this picture of my niece, Whitney, who's been all over the world with Samaritan's Purse, helping with COVID-19 in places most recently like Beirut. This is what she wears for a 10 to 12 hour shift in the emergency department at Children's Hospital in Seattle. Is she afraid? No, she's loving the staff, patients, and their families that she'll encounter as a trauma nurse. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, but she does it anyway. Wearing masks when asked to do so by our leaders, unless one's own health is jeopardized by doing so, is an expression of love in action. Love does. My husband, Jared, shows me his love in all kinds of ways, but a recent one has been a regular reminder for me the past three months because I see our two bikes hanging in our garage every day, and we've been able to go on multiple bike rides together. Each time I look at those bikes, I see the seats. Mine is covered with a gel seat and his is not. Can you tell in this picture? Well, the thing is, we got new bikes after 25 years with old ones. And we, before he gave his away to Washington County Bikes, he took the gel seat cover off of his and put it on mine because my old one wouldn't fit my bike. Meanwhile, he used his new bike with the skinny, hard seat. But he never said a word to me about this. 
He just did what Paul described as honoring others above yourself. And when I see those seats every day, it is a huge, I love you, Anne. This is the thing, friends. This is what love does. And it's these little acts, not just the grand gestures, but these little acts of love that speak volumes. We need more of that kind of love in this season for everyone that we encounter. Jared reported to my mom a few days ago as we were preparing dinner, well, as I was preparing dinner, he said, well, Bonnie, our room service has ended, to which we all laughed. He was referring to the two weeks I delivered their food to them in their rooms while they were ill. He has taken every opportunity to highlight the act of love, that act of love to me, which is another expression of love for me, that gratitude. Love does, friends. Let's look for ways to do that this week. Radical love does. And number two, radical love is fueled by a passionate relationship with Jesus. Yes, passionate, as in strong, vibrant, and lively. Right in the middle of this love does list, we find Paul breaks out into a description of our relationship with Jesus. Listen to verse 11 and 12 again. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. He lets us know that the fuel for this kind of love comes from a passionate relationship with Jesus, one filled with hope, overflowing with joy, one that refuses to give up in times of trouble, but instead faithfully connects and communes with God through thick and thin. Is it hard to do those little gestures of love, like giving your gel seat away on the bike? Are you feeling resentful of the sacrifices you're making to do schooling with your kids? Are you keeping a tally of which parent is doing more in this time? Are you just plain flat out weary of the COVID-19 restrictions? Come to Jesus, sit with him, and consider what he did for us to show his love. He showed us that he would rather die than live without us. He went to the cross willingly for you and me so we could be forgiven and experience eternity with him. Invest in your relationship with Jesus and he will reignite your love and change your perspective. You know, each night of, during my two weeks of COVID care, I had a little routine after I got everybody else settled. And that is I would get in bed, pull my comforter up and review the day's graces from God, his gifts. I would have a little video scene playing in front of my mind of all the things that people had done during that day that blessed me. And then I would turn on my Soul Space app and look at the blessings that were there to be read to me, scripture read over and over to me as I fell asleep and awoke renewed and at peace. Radical love does. It's fueled by a passionate relationship with Jesus. And thirdly, but not least important, radical love is all-inclusive. Paul describes this well in verses 17 through 21. And he says we get to love our friends, our enemies, and everybody in between. In Everybody Always, Bob Goff's second book, he writes, there's a big difference between liking Jesus 
and being like him. And he said we would never be able to be like him until we loved our enemies. What about the people who don't share our opinions? We are in the middle of a political season where opinions vary widely and facts are disputed and fake news abounds. Will we be known for our love or our judgment? Will we take our direction from Jesus who shared parties, meals, and conversations with some of the very people who would order his execution? He did not give up on them, nor did he take the bait when they tried to trap him in his words. Even at the end of his life, when insults were flying and weapons were used to hurt him at their orders, he was silent and did not return evil for evil. Love does for our friends, enemies, and everybody in between. In his book, Speaking of Jesus, Carl Medeiros tells us about a polling of random people that he did and asking, what do Christians do? 85% of those polled said the same thing. Christians are against things. They fight us and judge us and they hate us. What if we change that? I think Jesus would like us to change that. Wouldn't it be awesome, he said, if 85% said, what do Christians do? They love us. Evergreeners, you are that kind of Christian. You've been loving people, whether friends, enemies, or everybody in between. We've seen you do grocery and medication deliveries for people you've never met. Fight fires all over the region to save lives and property at risk of your own life. Collect supplies and food for people affected by the fires and deliver it to the distribution sites. Chop wood for people. Parents, you've made all kinds of adjustments in your life to advance your kids' well-being and their education. We've, I've seen you do yard work for those who couldn't and sent cards to people who are in sheltered in place during this entire pandemic. I've seen you repair a well pump for a single mom and I've seen you support parents in their online schooling efforts with their kids. And you've sent flowers and done food deliveries and gift cards and other forms of encouragement to those dealing with medical issues and the loss of loved ones and other kinds of difficult situations during this time. You know, you've, some of you have regularly posted good news on social media for the benefit of everyone. And you've checked in with people, including your neighbors, to ensure they're okay. And many of us have been praying without ceasing for people in all kinds of difficult situations. Love does, and Evergreen, you have loved so well. So we find ourselves here, sitting with our students who are doing distance learning. In the words of one first grader doing comprehensive distance learning, there is no recess. Paul doesn't give us a recess from loving others, and Jesus doesn't take one either, thankfully. His love for us is unfailing and without breaks. Love does, and that love is fueled by our passionate relationship with Jesus. And it includes everyone we encounter, no matter who they are, what they think of you or me, what they believe or what their politics are. So friends, let's love everybody always, one person at a time. That's radical love. Would you join me as we invite Jesus to help us do more of that? Let's pray. Jesus, right now, we just ask for your help. We cry out like 
Peter did when he was out walking on the stormy ocean and he said, help, save me. Would you help us, Lord, to love like you? Would you fill us freshly with your Holy Spirit? Energize our lives to be able to give more than we think possible to loving the people that we encounter across our day. Thank you, Lord, for helping us with that this week. In Jesus' name, amen.